we're highlighting the history of racism that's been inflicted upon people of color, whether they be uh, African American, whether they be native, you know, indigenous people here, whether they be Asians, whether they be um, our other marginalized groups like the, the trans community. It's highlight. We're highlighting these things because these are still happening today, and also we're also encouraging defensive skill sets because of this, because the real threats can be people uh, near you, next to you, uh, maybe during a road trip in the store shopping at a Costco, right? Uh, because someone decided to stab an, an, uh, an Asian family because of COVID. I also wanted to say, John, I have that same um, uh, uh, clothes drying rack. Um, we Yo, use it, it works uh, great. I just got oh, it. Love phenomenal. this shit. <laughs> I like to put it out of, when I wash my athletic stuff. Um, and this is, I don't know if this is boring on TMI, but when I wash my athletic stuff, I like to put it out in the sun on the drying rack because I feel like it, it stinks less afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I, probably the sun is like killing those bacteria, which causes smells. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's legit, homie. That's legit. So there's habit like- I picked up from my wife. So when you use God those drying you. racks, this is this is tier one podcast conversation, uh, right? <laughs> totally. Right. I've always thought like people would take soaking wet clothes, put them on these drying racks, and then just have clothes dripping in their house like for forty minutes at least. Like, Jordan, not... have you ever used? Jordan, a washer? Do you do laundry? Yeah, I washed. I washed my, I washed my clothes wait, in the wait, wait, bathtub wait. for like six months when we moved wait, into our wait. apartment. <laughs> okay, listen. All right. Um, so if if you you have a you have a washing machine, right? Like a clothes washer, like a mm-hmm. machine that washes clothes. You have that? Yes. Okay. So if it's oh, working guess, yeah. properly, when you're done washing your clothes, <laughs> okay, they should I'm, not be dripping wet. There's a spin it cycle. Be rinsed, that, it should be like mostly rinsed out yeah. and or strained. It's damp by hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's damp, dude. I un- okay. I understand this. This was. Can yeah. you describe how you were washing your clothes <laughs> in your bathtub? Because I'm yeah, really. I, no, I, I want to start with that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> like a washboard, you know, like the the, so, the 21st century equivalent of taking that shit down the river, except it's your bathtub. <laughs> we, <laughs> you're not far off. So when we, um, oh, I guess I don't need to create a title for this. Um, so when we first moved into our last apartment, uh, we we moved in, and our um, in the lease, it was really funny. Uh, it said that our landlord would replace any. Uh, any um, appliances if they died um, and if we wanted them he'd pay us he'd pay us like 50 cents on the dollar for them or something if, or if we bought them and kept them there like after however long we were done oh right um, he'd like buy them back from you kind of kind of but like taking into account usage and stuff like that right, except for, sure. for the washer and dryer and I was like oh that's a little strange whatever and we moved in, and within the first three days, our dryer shit the bed. And then, when, yeah. then like, four days after that, our washing machine shit the bed. I was like, what? What the fuck? Like, it's like he was a, a, a fortune teller and knew that this was going to happen. So, No, dude, I've like, had more problems with washers and dryers than any other appliance. I guarantee yeah. you. It was, it was strange because it was this. So we lived on the third floor of, like, a two-and-a-half-story house, you know, like, where it's, like, two full stories and then the attic. So we lived on the third floor, so the stairwell was super weird, and we couldn't get a full-size washer and dryer up there, so you could only get these specific stackable washers and dryers. And they were all terrible for some reason, like terrible ratings online. Like They were, they didn't make a good... They all suck. <laughs> Every yeah. single one of them sucks. Of them. So we Every were like, garbage. well, why am I going to buy new ones? And so for 
until we figured out, we ended up going to the dry cleaner eventually, like ultimately. Um, but until then, we started washing our uh, clothes in the in the bathtub, like 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 a uh, um, like we were homesteading. And uh, did you use a paddle? Like you filled the bathtub and with a paddle, you just I dude, them I on? probably used like six hundred percent more detergent than you're supposed to use <laughs> because I'm not sure what the concentration was supposed to be. Yeah, and I would essentially just <laughs> the same like, as if you're no, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bathtub, uh, dude. Listen, I <laughs> I learned a lot the, the, race, the yeah. inconvenient way. Um, if there's somebody, li- if if we end up using this, there's going to be a whole bunch of people out there <laughs> no, that are thinking like, no, oh, this has got to go on. Uh, you <laughs> have to put this on. Hey, you have to put so, this on. He, I, not I'm, only I'm does he confused. not read, he doesn't know how to wash clothes <laughs> Jordan, either. Jordan, I'm still confused. What did you use? So so you filled up the bathtub with water, you put detergent in. How did you agitate the clothes to wash them? By hand. Like with your he just reached like, your hands in there and just like an old around. woman. Yeah. Like an elderly woman. No, just, old women I don't, don't do that. Buddy. Old old they don't do that. Old women use washing machines. <laughs> yeah. like, washing machines. Thank you guys. Listen, we all well, all things we're not proud of, okay? This is, this is one of them. No, I guarantee you, man. When I moved into my house, uh, we the first thing we did is rip everything apart, and then we realized we were in way over our heads. We didn't have the budget to put it back together. And so oh, for, I want to say, two years, uh, yeah, until like 2016, from 2014 to 2016, uh, we were cooking outside on a grill – and our sink was, uh, we, you know, I, I ran a hose from the from the side of the house to this uh, little metal wash basin um, out by my grill on the you know back corner of my house. And that was how we cooked for t- for two years. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe don't maybe don't put this on pod. Maybe maybe just bleep this out because I want to see your reactions. When yeah. I was at a certain educational institution, I was so cheap. I would go to Chipotle every day, get Chipotle, and then I'd get a bunch of napkins and instead of toilet paper, I would use this. Dude, no, dude, that's lit. That's, that was that's, some that's fucked so up that's smart. shit. Yeah, no, no, that's so fucking smart. Resourceful. Those are smart? good napkins. That's just being practical. <laughs> those are good uh, napkins. I, I, I never thought about those that. Times. I'm, not, I'm not proud of those times. No, but Chipotle has like stout napkins. That's like real shit. <laughs> yeah, they're not McDonald's napkins. <laughs> oh, they're, they're yeah, like, you went for the Gucci great hearty. napkins. There you go. Exactly. You thought exactly. you thought you were going to be embarrassed, but honestly, I'm impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love your your uh, your taste in in uh, <laughs> fast food napkins. Oh well, my also, god! Also, I'd like to point out that maybe financially, um, going out to eat every day to collect free toilet paper probably maybe didn't uh, quite balance out just you know well, cooking at also, home and then buying toilet paper. <laughs> also, Chipotle causes. You know, number two. So, uh, <laughs> so you're increasing your you buy the uh, Chipotle yeah. away from South Park. Chipotle <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Are you shitting yourself every time you eat Chipotle? Well, now with this new fantastic product, I'm Billy Mays. Yeah, great times. <laughs> Chipotle way. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think that like, I I I just thought of this. When Billy Mays was alive, the world seemed like a much better the place times were good man when billy mays times was, al- was well, alive yeah. dude yeah. you know what is the co- there's got to be a connection you think there's like a convergence yes. in i was the, happy. Uh, divergence <laughs> in the timeline there's got to be a, a connect yeah. like yes do you think there are two separate timelines one right now where there's where billy mays is still alive and the world is at peace yes no i'll tell you i have recently no watched famine. two films that deal directly with the multiverse dr strange and the multiverse of madness and everything everywhere all at once and i believe I that there is a universe where 
there there is no there is no longer an arms race. People are more tolerant of each other. There is no no longer racism, and it's because Billy Mays is still alive, selling his oxyclean <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's <to people>. why. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn slap chop guy fucked us. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> ruined you, everything. You look at him and you're like, this guy's got skeletons in his closet. The ShamWow what, guy, Alford? the ShamWow motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah the guy got arrested yeah. for for yeah, assaulting, yeah, assaulting a sex worker. Like straight no, no, up, no, the hooker. No, 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 the hooker bit they his like, tongue right, and then he right, beat the shit out right. of her. But uh, good <laughs> well, times. That's not a proper escalation of force by any means. Yep. Well, and he she only bit his tongue, I think, because he there was like an argument over money. I don't remember what it was. Uh, he, he, I think he he started it. Those is, is the you look at a guy it. like first that. All, I'm gonna assume he's the first offender, right? That's my absolutely, absolutely not, yeah, a, not even a question. First of all, if you're fighting with somebody and you allow them to get close enough to bite your tongue, you deserve to get your tongue bit. You got got. He got got. You, you know. You got got. Well, all wow. right. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Like I don't want to say that with like certainty because I I don't know everybody's situation everybody's fighting style you know I don't know <laughs> I you know I don't want to make like broad generalizations the but I think most of the time where you, you let someone <laughs> get too close to bite your tongue <laughs> you, you you draw him in you know but he just he waited too long he hesitated ah uh. all right <laughs> okay so we're uh, we're here with uh, John Chinaman and Soju Operator from Yellow Peril Tactical. Are you guys the only two contributors, or are you just two of a number of contributors? We are two of many, many contributors. Two of many. Yeah. They don't want to tell you how many there are. There are a number, and by tradition, ever since we started this, we don't say how many there are or where they are. That is yeah. cool. That's very mysterious. I like that. So how did you guys find each other? All at once or over time? Over time? It was... It was uh, over Instagram, Instagram, we you know a, a cool thing about Instagram, you know, usually you know social media platforms are sus, right? But they do a pretty good job with the algorithm getting you matching to other people, and so you know we're posting gun content, we're just getting to know each other, and over time people are like, you can kind of like tell like, oh, this person we're on the same page, and so that kind of happened over time. We we started communicating through Instagram, then later into other platforms, and they were like, hey. You know, John, when we said this in our podcast earlier, John and, um, uh, you know, started reaching out to people being like, hey, you want to be part of this like little project we're doing called, you know, Yellow Peril Tactical. It's like making about, you know, Asian American leftists who are pro-gun and doing firearms education, but from the perspective of people who, you know, who are Asian. So I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like I've always kind of low-key wanted something like this anyways. And so we kind of built it from there and then uh, sort of, you know, just from you know, piece by piece, getting more people that we felt like fit the mold and could put out regular content or had useful insight to things that maybe we didn't have already. Like we got insights into, you know, uh, you know, instruction for firearms training. Uh, we got in, insights in com competitive shooting, uh, instructions in like, you know, rucking and backpacking, et cetera. So it's, it's just all kinds of cool stuff kind of built out of organically just through the social media mingling. That's really cool. That's that uh. Cool. That's yeah. That, as much as we we like to talk shit about Instagram and 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 Zuck and all that fun stuff, it is still uh, a a great way to meet people of of uh, similar interests. And you guys are a perfect example of that because I uh, you guys constantly put out quality content and good uh, good information. Great great uh, 
how many ways can I say quality content? <laughs> <laughs> well, really, Generally so good. how that yeah. happens is because, like we said, if it was just the two of us, this would be this would be impossible because uh, to to be somewhat successful in the social media game is to have consistent content, but also have consistent content that people care about, right? Now, granted, everyone knows, anyone that owns a gun is on Instagram, you, you're going to know at some point in time, the algorithm will fuck you, right? So there will be a cap. They're like They're going to physically, yeah. you could have tens of thousands of followers and have really, really terrible engagement because it's actively because a platform hates gun people. They hate you, right? Yeah, so they're yeah, going to do something sure. to cap you. But, you know, regardless of that, the, the idea of having a consistent page is because you're putting out the consistency of something cool. Like, oh, okay, I learned something new today. Oh, that's a cool drill. I'm, I'm going to go do that. Or oh, that's a good take on a current event. So if it was just two of us, that'd be impossible. We have several people who all have unique backgrounds and such. And so we can have this sort of cycle of continually doing things. Now, John's cool because John gets in our asses about it sometimes. If we're, if we're getting too lazy, like, hey, you know, we're kind of we don't have any in the pipeline right now. You know, what are your all thoughts on this, or do you have any cool footage we can do? So I'm like, oh yeah, I do. So yeah, um, so that's kind of how we do it. Uh, you know, I, I get spoken to all the time about uh, other friends of mine, like, hey man, I'm trying to like run a um, a firearms training page. Like I, I I do a firearms training business or whatever, and I'm having a hard time like getting that outreach on social media. I'm just like, well, literally because it's just you. Like I would never expect one person to be able to. Okay, I take that back. Unless your tactical girlfriend. I don't expect one person to be able to get all this, you know, outreach and, and success. She is incredible, and that's a bit of a phenomenon. It right? is a phenomenon. Yeah. She she's way. I mean, she she is a really cool, unique success story that is extremely hard to replicate. And of course, she's got a lot going for what she does, and it's based off of her background, and skill sets, right? But for anyone that's out there that's trying to build a page, it's really like don't ever try to do something by yourself really i really don't think that it works out for most people right get people that you're generally on the same page maybe they have different uh skills that you don't have so you can build and fill in the gaps that you don't already have maybe it's graphic design you know photoshop skills video editing or someone that has a marketing background or someone that has an exceptional skill set and all you really need to do is get them on camera right so you know just think about that for a second yeah like there's definitely like a demand. There's definitely like a, I mean, a, a market demand for like this kind of stuff because people are like, oh yeah, I'm so glad I found y'all. Like it's pretty dope that y'all do this. I've learned a lot. And like I was actually just saying to the group the other day, like I wish there were more people who were doing like sort of what like what we do. Um, and there and there are. Um, don't like, but I wish that there were even more. And I think one of the things that if you're gonna want to do something like this like with your own friends or with your own crew, Soji's right, you can't do it by yourself. And the main thing, if you're trying to start like a, 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 to use social media for this kind of stuff is consistency, right? So getting something out like every day, like DMs, answering DMs, like we answer every DM unless you're just like one, like a weirdo, you know, sort of like transphobe, right? And then you get blocked, right? But like we answer yeah. <laughs> DMs, respond yeah. to comments. Like all this stuff, and like, yeah, it oh, yeah. it does take time. It doesn't take a lot of times. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it but the consistency is something that I find is like very hard for people. But if you have that consistency and can do it, like this is this is very this is very doable with a few of your friends, like from your own crew. That so, is, sorry, you can go, Andrew. Uh, how long have you guys been at it? Um, I want to say December. December of last year, right? 
A year? Oh, wow. Yeah. December of yeah, last we year. We literally yeah. started, the page started December of last year. Yeah. So not even so a full the, year the, yet. The way people talk about you and the, the presence that you have on, on Instagram, you, you'd think you were like uh, like like old guard IG like yeah. veterans. You wait know? a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I don't think that's accurate, Sean. I think it might have been December of the year before that, right? No, we we've been around for we've been around for a year. A year. Okay, yeah, I was uh, wrong. Year. I I can't I was keep track say of time. Yeah. I have no ability to keep track of <laughs> Let's time. Let's just say De- December. De- what do you? Like, it's 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 what is it? May now? So you, yeah, hasn't been just six months. It's been like a yeah. year. No, it was okay. literally six it months has been a year. Yeah, yeah. About, about a year and a half. So we did our one year don't, retrospective. Don't listen to me. I, obviously, yeah, we, all got on, <laughs> we all got on pod and like did a retrospective. Yeah. You were there. I for was, it. You were there. I literally was hosting that part about their about the one year. Your anniversary and I fucking forgot. <laughs> hey, t- time is is so difficult these days. I don't. Time is a construct. Yeah, and <laughs> since the pandemic, and I've said this before. I I really struggle with with time, with like what year th- something happened in, and it's tough. People ask me how old my son is. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> Does, the year 2000 still feels like it's 10 years ago. Oh God. Yeah. Is that just me? Is that like a 90s baby no. thing? No, it's real. Oh, man. I really don't like it. But that's really cool that you guys have that. You guys met everybody um, through Instagram mostly, and and that everyone seems to have a different role. Do you guys have a? Do you guys have somebody who does most of the writing? Do you or do you kind of split that up? Because there's some some of your posts are like are very profound, and it's it sounds like something that either either somebody's just really good at words, or everyone is, um, or is something that that you guys have worked on for a long time to get. Definitely longer than a year to get to where you are now. So do you <laughs> definitely more than you, a year? Yes. yes. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, each post, generally speaking, is uh, the everything from the captions to the photo is from that individual co- um, contributor. So if it's uh, something about a current event sort of thing, and it happens to uh, affect personally one of our members, and they have a. Uh, they want to speak from a from a you know impassioned stand, standpoint from from a personal perspective, then that's kind of what you're seeing. So it very much is reflective of each individual contributing to that post, right? So, okay. uh, the, the 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 drill of the month, a small example that we're doing right now. I mean, I I did that. You know, that's my stuff. That's my footage. That's my nice. uh, words. Five by five by five. Um, you know, that's not like I I didn't invent five by five by five. You know, I want to clarify. <laughs> I'd be cool if I did, but I did not. I'm just you know. But, but it's it's like your program. Yeah. That you- yeah, yeah, we're just we're, you know every once in a while, um, you know, if you know someone will say like, okay, I I there's something that came out, I had an idea, I want to do this right now, and then we're like, all right, cool, do it, and that's really simple as that. Here, here's a time slot that we're gonna post it, cool. Or if it's hey, I need something, I need footage of the drill that we literally just say we're, we're about to do for this month. Can someone get to the range and do it by you know like yeah sure or so does anyone have an idea for a drill? Yeah, sure. Here's mine, right? So a couple of the ones before this month that were like made up ones, like so one of our guys just made made them up and did them, and we just this this comes from just an experience of I think this will help someone work on doing fundamentals with grip, sight, picture, trigger discipline, follow up shots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it very much is individual individualistic. So if you hear different, um, if you're reading it and you have you and you're, you get this feeling of a different tone or um. It's it is what it is, right? It actually is a different tone because it's a different it's a different person almost every single time. So yeah, okay. we don't sign them though. We don't yeah. sign them. Yeah, right, right. We yeah. absolutely don't sign them. It's not about it's not about like 
I mean, that's, that's part of the whole thing, right? Like, John Chinaman isn't a name that I even use in real life. John Chinaman is just like a right. podcasting I, name. I like, can't imagine you know. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my mother woke up and was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to name my kid John Chinaman. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, a strong, that's a strong name. Yeah, no, we don't sign him. It's not, this will be funny in a like, few years. <laughs> this will be funny when my, my kid is, you know, of a certain age and goes on podcasting. But, no, but yeah, we, we don't sign him. It's not about, like, cloud chasing or, like, whatever. Like, a lot of people in my real life, like, don't. Some people know, but most people don't know that I do this. It's not about that. It's not about that kind of shit. Like, if yeah. it just helps, if it just helps someone, like that's cool. Or if someone learns something new, like that's cool. That's what it's about. Like, you know, that's that's it. Really, I don't I don't want to sign this stuff. Like, I mean, I would, but that's not what it's about. Like, it's from, it's from everyone. You know, even if I wrote it, it's from everyone. Yeah. And like, if I write something. Every single time, I'll like drop it somewhere, and I'll be like, "Hey, who's got feedback? Who wants to? Who's got feedback? Who's got something to say about this? Anyone else have any thoughts?" So you know, even if I wrote something, it really is from everyone. Exactly. Like the only time that it's going to be um, of a that it's known really, other than the time I just said I did that drill, whatever. It like is our podcast episodes. We make it clear which name is doing the hosting, right? And that's when it becomes clear about who's talking and doing what, and right? So for instance, you know, Snow did that really great episode about the uh, guns and unions, right? The history in America about firearm, firearm ownership and how unions were formed and how they defend themselves and it's kind of the you know history behind that. That was a great, that was all of her idea, really. And she did it with a great job with Camilla too. And it was, they did this great kind of duo combo over there. So that's like one of the few times we make it clear it's from a one, you know, what person did what, right? But uh, right. every other time, like, you know, all of us have a post that get like crazy, insane engagement. I mean, I think, I think we've had some posts that went borderline viral, but it's like, I don't go around telling people who did what unless it's like a personal thing like maybe a, a good friend of mine or something like that right but it's not like oh, i need this in my resume I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna start applying to jobs letting people know <laughs> right. that this fucking post went yeah. semi-viral on reddit bro like no <laughs> or you guys were i remember when you were doing the posts of uh like chat you one of one of you or maybe a couple of you posted about childhood memories of of racism um I forget. Uh, it was a picture of, I think it was a picture of one of you with a T-shirt on. Um, that I could be. Was totally that you, wrong. John? Right. Or uh... I know who it is, but I'm not gonna say. Oh, who right. It is. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it. What did the What did the T-shirt say? I I, can't I, I don't remember. remember if it was. I. It's. It, I. You know. I should have done my research. It was, it was something like probably. July Fourth related, or yes, something American yes, related. Like patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but but I remember that I remember reading it and and it being in the context of this was a particular experience that I had dealt with and I and I thought it was cool because you know from a from a page that you guys have um, that that is very um, message focused and not person focused it, it was it was nice right. to kind of hear the background of of one of the people who contribute to it um, not that you know it's hard to get caught it's it's easy to get caught up in that stuff but it was it was kind of uh, like a nice behind the scenes um, even yeah, if yeah. you know the the message wasn't the most positive one because it was a negative experience. It's, it's, uh, it's great to, to reflect on. Yeah. And for people who don't know, we're terrible at introductions. I'm so sorry. Um, what do what do you guys, so your, your page is named yellow peril tactical. Um, can you just explain like what that name means to you guys? Um, just for, for anybody who's unfamiliar with the history of that term. Sure. Uh, John, why don't you go ahead? 
yeah, sure. So, so, so basically, like this whole thing came about uh, because I mean, like I would say, I was there at the beginning, but that doesn't give me any more claim to this than anyone else who contributes to this. It was me and another person. Um, we saw this guy. Uh, I barely remember his name now because he's he's irrelevant. He's completely irrelevant, and he was this Asian guy. And he was, you know, big into big into guns, and like big into Donald Trump because he wanted Donald Trump to defend against like, you know, anti-Chinese racism, that kind of thing. Um, oh yeah, Austin Tong. I completely forgot the guy's name. He does like home flipping now, right? Um, but anyway, so me, he he was legitimately like shat on by his university, like where went schools for him for like posing with a gun, right? That was bullshit. But then he like flipped that into like sort of being like a sort of like pro-Trump MAGA like gun grifter. And me and another person were like, this is the only like sort of Asian person who's like being represented representative of Asian people in the firearms sphere. Like this is fucking stupid. And we had had the idea to make uh, Asian firearms page for a while and my buddy was like, yeah, why don't you just go like, just fucking make that. So yeah, I just like made it in a parking lot, uh, like getting an energy drink or some shit. All and then I was like, origin, oh. start the parking lot. The <laughs> I was <drink."> like, <laughs> I was like, Oh fuck. I gotta like, you know, we gotta like post shit like now, uh, better hit up some other people. Otherwise this is going nowhere fast. And we chose like yellow peril because I mean, this sort of yellow peril has been a stereotype it's used to denigrate Asian people for hundreds of years. You know, back in the 1800s when Asian people were first coming to this country to, you know, work on the railroads, work menial jobs, work in the gold fields, uh, there was a lot of anxiety about, you know, Asian people coming to, you know, take white jobs, uh, you know, or rising Asian, you know, powers in the East. Um, and yeah, people would describe it as yellow peril. Our original like profile picture was just a racist yellow peril cartoon. Of, I remember like, that. Yeah. Of yeah. like a, of like a Asian guy with like the, with like the key, uh, haircut where it's like a uh, bald up front and a long and ponytail the, on the, the back. The teeth. Yeah. The classic, uh, the, it's actually comes from like the, the, I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm going to butcher it cause I don't speak Chinese, uh, Ching or Q. I-N-G dynasty. It's a Manchu dynasty. It's a classic Manchu haircut. Yeah. He's got yeah. a knife in his mouth. He's got a pistol. And I was like, man, this is fucking badass. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, this is... They, 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 they're trying to be actually, offensive, they, but... This is mean, they're trying bad. to say just a... Yeah, they're trying to say just a bad thing. This is fucking dope. Like, I was like, you know... <laughs> so, like, we were like... One thing I will say is, like, it, like be the yellow apparel you wish to see in the world. But it's like... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, people, people are talking about, you know, like... Uh, you know, we always say like not your model minority, like, you know, we aren't the kind of people who are trying to like achieve whiteness or, sure. you know, or to sort of um, just like suck up for the modicum of, of acceptance for sort of a mainstream white racist culture to be sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys are OK because, you know, y'all got like decent jobs. But no, we're not going to you know give you any political power. We'll probably still be racist towards you. No, like, no, fuck that. Be the yellow peril you wish to see in the world, yeah. you know. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe me sitting here on this computer, maybe I am dangerous. I don't know. I know other people are. So we just thought that was sort of cool. And, you know, like, uh, like Jordan was saying, um, you know, it's so important to share these, uh, these, these experiences that you've had with, with racism, specifically towards Asian people, because I feel like a lot of, I, I feel like that's, that's a, that's a kind of, um, 
prejudice and subjugation that that just sort of uh you know is, is still i don't want to say like socially acceptable but you know people don't think about it a lot um and it, i think it's really interesting to take that kind of prejudice and put it at the core of y'all's message um and try to sort of like uh you know like uh like own it and like reframe it you know by by taking a term that was invented to be um you know, offensive and oppressive and saying, you know, you know, yes, we, you know, this is yellow peril, maybe. Exactly. You know, I I, I do have a funny story about this. We were doing a benefit for a group that shall remain unnamed. Right. Uh Oh, and we were going to do something to raise money (laughs) for this group. And we got, we got a panicked message from this group being like, Oh my God, you get like, how can you call yourselves yellow peril? <laughs> like this is the most racist shit imaginable. And then <laughs> I was like, Oh wait, they don't realize that we're actually Asian. They think we're white people yeah. and they think yeah. that we are just virulently, notoriously openly racist. And we had to explain like, Oh no, we are all Asian people. And it doesn't seem like this because our faces are blacked out, but you, we do have passwords. Very yeah. Clear. yeah. We're all Asian. <laughs> this was very, this was very like, awkward. This was incredibly <laughs> awkward. What an admission of implicit prejudice uh, to just assume that you guys were all white instead of instead of assuming maybe these guys are Asian and know what they're talking about to assume that they're all white and like maybe misstepping with the right. racist language. And uh, to be fair, this is very early when we were as a page, so I don't think there was a whole lot to go off of quite yet. So, and also these the benefit weren't even gun people, anyways, right? So. I'm sure that didn't help, right? Their impression of anyone with guns are just, you know, bearded chuds who wish they were operators, right? So that probably didn't help the image too good. But yeah, that was really funny. I I remembered that. I was just like, oh, yeah, sorry. And we had to, you know, explain it. And they got it. They're like, oh, okay. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking shit. They they, they got it. It (laughs) turned out to be fine. We raised a lot of money for them. It was really cool. And everyone was happy with it. But it was really funny there initially because I was like, oh, I was like, oh, my God. Like they don't, they don't realize. Yeah. We gotta explain. And they're them. coming from a good. I mean, from a good, <laughs> yeah. you know, right place. Sorry, there's a right. fucking train coming yeah. by me. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the, uh, they're coming from a good spot. You know, I, I'd rather have that because they're coming from a position of we're not gonna support racist ideas versus half the time in the gun world, it's some fucking douche nozzle wearing like a fucking like death head tattoo where it's like overtly yeah. in SS insignia and being like, no, bro, sure. I just have it because it looks cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like racism isn't a deal breaker. Even I if love so, the geometry of, of a swastika. Are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like even, it's like even if some people in the gun community aren't racist, there are clearly some people for whom racism like isn't like a deal breaker where they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, nah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they got for some sure. death said shit, but like, ah, whatever. I'm sure they're like, okay, guys, like, whatever, fuck it. We'll just yeah. do whatever. Well, and, and to be so fair, different, like, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's it's you know there, that reaction to to your name is is not entirely um, unwarranted because it's 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 easy to forget that we are we're on Instagram and Instagram isn't real life and the majority of people, regardless of how many followers that we might have, don't know who the fuck we are, <laughs> and and you know like when you're constantly getting messages and constantly getting tagged and stuff like that and things you're, it makes you feel like you're more well known than you actually are and. You know, I mean, I know for for you guys, you guys have what, like, I think like seven thousand, seven thousand followers, just about or something like that. That's, I don't know, I gotta check. It's something like that. I don't know. I I, I remember the last time I checked, I was, I was you guys were definitely over five thousand. We're actually but, over eight thousand. 
Uh, we're at we're at eight G's now, actually. Yeah. That's eight thousand people who know who you are. But that's like in the grand scheme of things, a, a drop in the bucket. You know, of of the majority of organizations. You know, like whenever we donate or or do things like that, I, I'll always be sure to put uh, like our page name, and then if there's a little message or something that we could put, kind of like what we're about. Even if it's not a gun specific organization, you know. Um, just, just, I mean, even if somebody doesn't even read that, if it's something that somebody comes across a couple of years from now or whatever, you know, they say, Oh, look at this, this gun page donated X amount of dollars to us for this, for this reason. That's kind of cool. Cause I don't think people, one are used to gun groups like yourselves doing proactive things for their community. Um, uh, that aren't gun related, especially cause you guys were saying they're not even a, they weren't even a, a gun organization. Um, and, and two, like, everyone knows who the NRA is there. There really aren't to the most people, any other gun organizations out there that people are even aware of. So it's, it's, it's cool that uh, the fact that you guys had that reaction, I, I don't think was, was totally uh, unexpected, but it's right. cool that they were, they were receptive of it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I want to, I want to make this very clear. Like it turned out to be very good and we yeah. raised a bunch of money for them and it was yeah. really cool. Like and it turned out to be completely fine. So I'm not I'm not trying to trash anyone. It turned out no, to be no. awesome. So yeah. But I mean, like in terms of us not being known, what do you mean you didn't read the amicus brief that we wrote in the NYS RPA case? You didn't read that? <laughs> casuals, <laughs> filthy casuals. I do think it's really interesting though the uh, the different ways that racism uh, manifests itself on the on the right and the left. You know, even even irregardless of uh, gun culture, where like. You were talking about how on the right there's like either over vicious racists or there's people that are like I can I can hang with racists I'm not you know yeah I, it's not a deal breaker for me but then on the left though there's people that it's like um uh, I think the term I've heard is like the racism of low expectations and like people that uh, that will kind of think that um, you know it's like uh, you know Asian people or or certain like minority groups are not uh, you know, they, they wouldn't be like gun guys or like they wouldn't they wouldn't be into guns. They would be anti-gun because that's how I conceptualize right. you know, my, my sort of like political framework, you know, instead of instead of realizing that people are like individuals and there's there's all different kinds of 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 motivations for for being into guns. And, and you can come at it from all sorts of, of different precisely. I mean, and that, that's a large reason why we, you know, we have this page is because uh, generally speaking, most people don't think of Asian Americans as being the demographic of gun owners or, or whatever, right. right? It's it's always that uh, the images, you know, thanks to the fucking media and right-wing gun culture as a whole is bearded white guy or old yeah. FUD boomer types, right? Yep. And then, like, more recently, we, we've broken ground with, like, you know, there are great um, uh, women in the, comp in the competition scene and such, and now you're seeing it more in films, and it's more accessible through films, through, like, John Wick and such. But like, uh, like look at you know, uh, you know, African Americans have been part of the gun culture since the beginning, the beginning. But like, you look at the representation in the gun industry as a whole, it is very, very, very small. Uh, I I know this for a fact, uh, and from people that I know and such. And so you, when you start thinking about Asian Americans, like that's pretty small too. It's even smaller in some ways too, right? And then like one of the more recent examples is uh, Chris Chang, right? So Chris Chang being the former Top Shot. Uh, for, Dude, I love that oh, guy. Yeah, he's he's a he's a cool guy. Um, he's um, 
you know, I wouldn't agree with him with a lot of political stuff, but what he's as a person and what, what he represents as a whole, it's so different to what I'm seeing, you know, typically in, in this industry. But, you know, he makes front cover recall magazine. He's the top shot, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. you know, uh, champion. Uh, well, I think he might've been season four, I think. And he, uh, I think it was, I think it was season two. two. He was season um, two. He's season two. That's right. And, uh, first openly gay, uh, Asian American competitive shooter. And he's, he's making waves trying to, you know, he, you know, he, he actually showed up in like, it might've been like Congress where he was like speaking on behalf of gun rights during the whole, oh, like, yeah. you know, increase of Asian hate crimes. And, you know, I respect that a lot because no one else is doing that sort of thing, right? Now, um, you know, and what's indicative of what we just said just now, like what is the what, what is the average expectation that people have about gun owners and what what's the current um, culture within the popular end of the gun industry, the gun guy culture, right? Well, just look at like the comments and the backlash that the Real Call magazine got when they posted Chris Chang's front cover photo. They're all full of racist and homophobic comments because like yeah. Recall dared to put this man up there. Like the guy who shoots better than anyone talking shit about him is the funny <laughs> part, right? But like, yeah. Achieving into the He's, woke agenda. Yeah, the woke yeah, agenda. Like, yeah. Go woke, go broke. Yeah, like literally this guy didn't earn that... his place or something. <laughs> Well, yeah. and he was the only civilian, like everyone else on that season was a cop or, or a soldier or both oh, really? previously. I, I only watched the season only, once. I this didn't is watch why that I love that guy. Oh, that's crazy. No, I, I watched it real time when it came oh, out. Fuck yeah. I watched it week by week because I was a fan of that show. Andrew's an OG. There we go. I'm, yeah, because I'm I'm 32 years old and I was I was a conscious person at that time. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I remember... Like all of these like gung ho fucking you know it's like like you gotta be you gotta be a soldier or a cop to to know right, how to right. shoot guns and I was like but you know I'm never gonna be that and I'm like I'm kind of into guns right and exactly and that's Chang. actually the beautiful part about the competition scene it's it's completely obliterated the the idea of the image that you gotta be a former LEO I I gotta be a Marine or Ranger type whatever yeah. and like most of those guys don't shoot good. Here's a, here's a, I don't I don't want to like burst everyone's yeah. bubbles who you know Do grew it. up around guns, but the, the reality is no, we, if someone tells you that their here. qualification for being good at shooting is because they had a badge or they had a low cut and and they were in the military, they usually just aren't very good at shooting. Yeah. And the competition scene has has uh, just showed you skill for skill that civilians who put in the time and effort will outshoot fucking anyone, right? So it's not about yeah. your background; just, it's about what time are you putting into it. Right. That's what that means. Just go look up, you know, random state, you know, agency or federal agency law enforcement qualification standards and just like look that up. And like, you know, I looked up a state um, and I looked it up and I was like, holy shit. Like I could probably get a new shooter to do this with a, with a couple sessions. Right. It's a great just, like, baseline. You know, <laughs> like, but so, that's yeah, the this cool. is, right. I'm like, this is this is a good baseline. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm glad that I can get a new shooter to this level, but. When you're talking about, oh yeah, I'm I'm the only one who's qualified because I can shoot this. I'm like, dude, yeah. this is this is this is this is insane. You know, dude, we I so I, just to like come off of that a little bit. We we I used to be a security guard, like just a, a rent a cop, and we had a gun. We had guns, and we'd qualify every six months. We had, the we had a gun that we all shared. We had- <laughs> <laughs> guys, where'd you put it? I need it right now. <laughs> um, Andrew, you're the last one to use it. Um, <laughs> And we qualified every six months, and I thought I was so cool because I'd be like, oh, yeah, I go to the range once every six months with my job, and we qualify on, on the range, and we do the FBI pistol right. call class, you know, with the ice targets and stuff like that. And 
then you do any sort of research into drills and and any sort of training regimen and you realize like this this is you yes you should be able to do this you should be able to do this within a week if you train right like if you were to train going from I would argue from very little experience, I'd say like, you know, getting your permit to a week of going to the range once a day, you'd be able to do all that. Right. Exactly. Um, and that is, you know, that there are people who make that their, uh, personality yeah. <laughs> that they, that they were a vet or that they were, you know, bro they were vets. Ex- there's a term for yeah. it. It's called bro vets. Yes. Right. And oh my God. They are everywhere. rolling in there. They are so upset right now. Did you guys hear this new news about Black, Black Rifle, Rifle Coffee? Coffee? Yeah, yeah. I was manipulating having a good, good the time stock market. Uh, hearing about it. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my God. I, we have I have one guy that I work with, and if you're listening right now, then uh, this this I love you, but um, he, <laughs> I love you, but but no, 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 no. Um, he loves Black Rifle Coffee Company and loves like the vet scene and 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 you know always talks about Pat Tillman and stuff like that. And he's a great dude, really great dude. But like. It's a perfect example of the person who romanticizes vets right. and, 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 and these vet companies and supports them for being a, being a veteran company, not because they produce a quality product right. or because, you know, um, and I think a lot of people are realizing like, the, you know, once you get to a certain level, it's, it's literally just marketing. And, and this is a perfect example of that is like there, there's nobody who is, um, veterans are just people and, and they're just as, <laughs> corruptible and as dishonest as any other people. And and just because you put exactly. on a uniform or for that argument, you know, a badge or, or any kind of, um, even any kind of uniform, uh, it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to fuck a whole bunch of people over trying to make money off of them. I mean, uh, like yeah. in secret, Are we, we, we all know who GBRS group is, right? Yeah. So yeah. GBRS group fucked our own guy. Slade. Oh, I, did, I haven't Slade, heard about this. The we... Slade is a SEAL dude that was one of like, the founding members. Sl- Slade Raider on something like yeah, yeah. And he, there was a whole big spiel about it too. You can find it, you know, online and such. I mean, they fucked him over. He right he he made it clear like he's one of the founders, and they like without like out of the blue, no communication, like locked him out of like everything. And I mean, it's like fucking Jeez. the the tier one bros don't even fucking respect each other, right? <laughs> so it, yeah, it, well, again, sure like, like yeah, it. you were talking about the bro vet culture is one of the most toxic and laughably stupid subculture that I've I've ever witnessed and been around of. It's just it's it's hilarious because again, they make their service that by the way has no barrier not any real barrier of entry anyone can enlist you know for the most part <laughs> so let's let's be clear about that right and then and then the other part being is that they make it they, they make the profession of which they're no longer doing their life can you imagine that like my first job I ever did, I came out and I made that my fucking like my lifestyle it's like yeah bro i I used to be an intern at this thing I did brah fucking respect and I, like yeah, and I make some fucking clothing line out of that or a fucking patch about it like come on like get over yourself like it's the same shit with like marines that i meet right they're they're they have this whole fucking spiel that you can't say don't ever say uh ex-marine you never stop being it's a marine. Former marine you're always former marine i'm like okay well here's my question to you are you still holding a government issued ar are you still wearing uh, your Marpat uh, colors? Are you still out in the desert killing poor people because the government told you to do so? And if you don't do it, will you be court martialed for doing, you know, for not doing that? Oh, you're not. So, so you you're not a marine off. anymore. So shut, so shut the fuck up. All right, that's simple as that. It's like get over yourself. <laughs> oh my God, get over yourself. 
like there's some vets, obviously, you know, who like, you know, I hang out with who are good shooters and good teachers. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Right. And then there's other people where I'm like, damn, like you, you fucking suck at shooting. And it's a shame that you are holding yourself out to be an expert because of your time in the military when you clearly fucking suck. Well, and and people, people are taking you seriously. Yeah, exactly. And there are people who are vets. And this isn't a knock on the whole veteran community, obviously, because they're like there. There's a difference between a bro vet and a, a person who was a vet. Exactly. Who did serve yes. at some point. You yes. know, um, I I wouldn't consider myself a bro vet, but I did. I did six years in the Marine Reserves. And I, I feel like of all things considered, I, I turned out OK. Um, but then again, I was a reservist and got to live my life and not, you know, uh, constantly get uh, sloshed around by the machine. Right. Um, but like perfect example, you know, we, we had, um, tank pig from shooting defense. Oh yeah. I love on, tank pig. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he's like very open, you know, I, I was a vet, but he's not a bro vet and he's not a toxic dude. He's, he's very, and he does great classes and he holds classes for marginalized groups and sex workers. And, you know, that is like the, the pinnacle of what you, I mean, somebody who, from experience has seen the two ends of the spectrum that people could turn into coming out of the service. Um, that that's like what I want more veterans to get into use their use. If you're going to use your service, use your service for something good. Don't just use it as like, uh, as a qualifier, right? For, like, like a crutch, a crutch exactly. to like not do anything else, I guess. Right. Like, exactly. I like was I, a veteran or I'm a veteran, so I don't have to go to the range and practice. Right. That's just, I'm right. always going to be exactly. right. Exactly. I get people like who will, <laughs> It, like stop me on the street or something not stop me but you know make a comment so, like nice fucking mess. tackle you to the ground yeah <laughs> thank you for your service sir no 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 not about that not, they'll be like they'll be like nice mustache dude you to know <laughs> they'll, they'll compliment my mustache and i'm always like ah oh, it's better than making up a personality <laughs> is it though it, it tef- definitely is but like that's you know that's the perfect example it's like the, there are guys you know that They've got stickers all over their car. They've got. You can always tell, by the way, who's who's like active duty or who's a reservist by the amount of stickers, like the, always, the that they have on their always. car. That it's there's nine line apparel stickers all over it. It's you know because every time you buy a shirt, you got to put the sticker in your car, otherwise it doesn't count. <laughs> and uh, you don't get credit the ones, for it. The ones who get it right are the ones who don't. You know, put stuff like that over all over their you know opsec reasons and whatnot. We all talk about that stuff all the time. Uh, you know, you, you are, you are, whether it's fed posting or, uh, you know, posting stuff that could get you in trouble for those who don't know, uh, what that means or making your car out to look like you have guns in it or, you know, wearing, wearing t-shirts out in public that, you know, could, could stoke animosity towards you, which I, you know, I'm for if it's the right kind of animosity, if it's around assholes. Um, but, uh, like I, I love, um, Grill tacticals keep racism out of gun culture shirt mm-hmm. and i've actually heard people wearing that shirt who have gotten negative comments towards it that's and funny yep like heard the that, same that blows my same. mind that's hilarious yeah um but yeah i was i always thought that was funny where it's like i i remember there's a cognitive dissonance right where it's like no nobody wants to admit that they're a racist but some of them do identify like as a racist yep. i was trying to i was at a, a shooting competition in uh farmington new mexico and I was trying to go over this. Uh, yeah, I don't remember how the conversation got to this, but we got to the uh, history of um, uh, gun control in Texas and California, and how like you know gun control is historically like a uh, uh, like a like a racist endeavor, right? 
and I was talking about the the Mulford Act, um, and you know the 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 Black Panthers and stuff, and you know I said like outright, I was like, okay, so you know with that in mind, um, you know the 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 gun control was aimed at suppressing black people specifically, and the guy was like, I don't think that's right. And I was like, what do you, what about it? Like, what about it? Do you disagree with? It? He's like, well, cause it's, 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 it's their side. That's not racist. Right. And I was like, what are you saying? You're saying that, you know, you, you think of, of people who support gun control as being like anti-racist. Right. He's like, yeah. I was like, so, so you, you think that not being for gun control should make you a racist. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, it's literally so that like, fucking we're... college humor. It was, yeah. no, it was a funny or die or college humor skit where like they had these two dudes being like super yes. pro two a, and all of a sudden like a yeah. black Panther guy joins in on that and they get extremely yes. uncomfortable immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, that's not how I meant it. <laughs> and I just, oh, uh, you know, so yeah, so it's like you wear the you wear the shirt, like uh, keep keep ra- keep uh, racism out of gun culture. It's and essentially like wearing would... a sh- shirt that says "Be a good person" and somebody yeah. being right. like, "Nah, right." But there's people that would never would never be like, "I am a literal racist." They of would never not. just say no, that. Of course not. But they'll come up to you and be like, "You can't say that." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you can't make that. You can't keep racism out of gun culture because that's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Speaking of like shirts, okay, like so you have shirts like Gorilla Tacticals keep racism out of gun culture. Which on what level would you, as a person with morals, would you disagree with that? Right, and that's kind of the point of the yeah. shirt. It's being like almost like a honeypot if you think about it to like basically you know have idiots tell on themselves. But then yeah. um. You know, the opposite end of that is like the fucking, you know, the current racist dipshits who run the gun industry now about how overt they are with the racism. Right. For for example, like the first time I went out, one of the first time I went to the, like the like a serious like gun range that, would, that like I would actually like let you do shit, do drills on your own, like not like stay in one fucking booth and shoot at like 10 yards and have some FUD scream at you if you shot over a second, you know, like, or shot faster than one round a second. So the first time I'm checking out this range, oh, sweet, like, there's all these awesome bays. And then I see, like, this group, and it's just, like, the fuddiest of FUD motherfuckers, like, walking around. And his shirt is, this is, like, the height of COVID, right? This is where his shirt says, it's called the China virus because it's from China. It's just, like, super size 100 <laughs> font on his shirt. <laughs> Emphasizing China. Because he can't read time. it if it's smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I actually just laughed China really hard. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's this, like, cartoon, <laughs> like, racist fucking walking around here and shit. But, like, no one's offended by this. But if you walk around with keep racism out of gun culture like, oh hold on there buddy whoa what are you, what are you trying to hold say hold on a minute there you little <laughs> little guy well like so we Slow have your a... role there john <laughs> chinaman we 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 have we have a patch i will so. never slow my role never <laughs> never my role is quick and fast <laughs> and racist um <laughs> uh we have a shirt uh well we have a shirt too but we have a patch that says anti-racist pro-gun and Every now and then, I was talking to Andrew about this. Every now and then, we get a weird influx of comments from people who clearly don't support the stuff that the page is trying to do, and and would not be our our typical people that we that we try to appeal to. Um, and one of the more recent ones, uh, but before the influx of crazy transphobic comments we got, um, was from this person who shared our shared a bunch of our like anti-racist stuff, 
uh, to their page and was pretty much just like, yeah, nah. And was like very overt about it, was like, no thanks. And uh, I, I think his, I don't know why they're all like this. And I hate to, I hate to like stereotype, but it's always a picture of a dude in a cornfield. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's like, no, I'm going to keep my racism in my gun culture. And some sort of pastoral <laughs> scene. Yeah. It's the guy, the guy, the guy in the, the guy in the truck with the sunglasses and like a backwards yeah. hat, just like a yeah. selfie. Oh my it's God. another, the another classic. Sunglasses. Another classic. Yeah, the, the backwards Oakleys. Oakleys. Or, oh, or the classic is like it's like uh, it's a boomer, and the the camera angle is always looking at their nose up. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do yeah. I use technology? I do not give Facebook or Instagram permission to use my photos. <laughs> oh, God. Under the Uniform Commerce Clause yes, of the United exactly. States, like under Black's Law or whatever the, whatever it's called that the the, the free people use. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> So you guys, uh, just circling back, um, there are, when we started this page, we had no idea what to expect. Um, we, we, I've, and I say there, I say we again, um, I, I've learned a ton from pages like yours, uh, about the different aspects of the gun community, uh, the, the, how diverse the gun community is, um, because when, you know, when I started this, it was, it was really just to make the LGBTQ plus community feel more comfortable. And it was, if you look at the beginning posts that we had, it was very focused on that and kind of branched out. But um, after seeing pages like yours and after seeing uh, a bunch of other pages, you know, like we've got Kalashnikov and we've got LA progressive shooters, there, there's Gorilla tactical, um, even though they don't post so much with their images, but their, their captions are, are great and, and have often strong messages in there. Um, tons of left-leaning like groups on Instagram. And uh, I was wondering if you guys thought that um, it mattered to be political uh, with your page um, while promoting inclusivity or if there's a way that you can promote inclusivity without being political. Uh, if that's effective at all, or if you think it's inherently political by promoting inclusivity. Um, I would, okay, so there's two, you know, there's two ways you can go about being inclusive, right? You did the whole, like, I'm not political. I don't lean towards any one side, but I, you know, I believe in, you know, uh, respect and, and, you know, equal rights are all, et cetera. That's inherently political. Like, so I don't know where, what point in history and time in which, the side that's pushing for progressive and human rights is not the side that is like, hey, we're being stomped on by fascists who are overtly, <laughs> yeah. by the way, a right wing political spectrum. It's a fucking thing that's been a thing since before you were born. And so to 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 misframe it as if it's an issue of like, well, I don't want to take one side over the other. That is inherently a, right. a, a privileged <laughs> centrist bullshit take. It's a position of where you're not in any real danger. You think you can speak upon what it means to fight for someone else's rights, even though you're not the one you know experiencing it so if you're gonna yeah. ever per, you know promote or push an idea that i i want to fight for people's rights etc cetera, etc cetera, but then you try backpedaling saying well i don't want to be among these lefties they're a bunch of commies or whatever the fuck well then you're just someone that doesn't know how politics work and you're a very confused individual and you need to be educated <laughs> like you, you just need some help right that's how i feel yeah. about this i know people like this yeah. i know yeah, them personally yeah, yeah. i see them all the time on instagram like yeah. there there's this one fucking uh, uh idiot which i'm, I'm not going to give him the pleasure of giving him a shout out but this guy 
like literally made a post that was like, I want to do some volunteer work for my community, but it's all just overrun by leftists. Uh, is, oh, what's going know on? Exactly. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Oh, I know what this yeah, is. You know what I'm what talking about. This is? No, no, no. This right, is a guy that has gotten later. in hot water many times for his, like, uh, um, like you know, really borderline sketchy fucking uh, posts. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like uh, f- fascist flirting and, yeah. and, you know. He's a clown. Like, he's, yeah. he's got some, he's a clown, yeah. yeah. I think I think he's I think he's like oh, is he like openly anti-LGBT or uh, am I making I, that up? He, he's one of those people they'll never say it outright, but you can tell he is. He's he's said a lot. Who, of who he stuff. chooses to attack tells you a lot about who he yeah. is as a person, right? So as far as I'm yeah, concerned, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a fast leaning, yeah. um, uh, conf, you know, confused yeah. li- libertarian bro. And he hates yeah. uh, he hates trans people. He hates anyone that does yeah. who cares That's about helping other people. He, yeah, he no, no. And the irony being this the same the same dipshit promotes the idea. You gotta train. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go out there and train. His page is ninety nine percent shitty gun memes and one yeah. percent actual footage of him doing anything. It's like it's yep. the most like uh, it. Do uh, you know the page called the uh, gun douches or something like that? Uh, gun industry douchebags. They're pretty funny. No, no. They they, they had a post dedicated to them. Just, they gave they gave you a rating how how much of a douchebag you are in the gun industry. Yeah. And I think he got an eight out of ten for gun douchiness. And they they, yeah. they they did a comprehensive <laughs> breakdown how much of a douche you are. So it's really funny. Yeah. I would love for them to do a rating on me because I I think I I'm I I fit those criteria. Uh, well, like, I, Soju's right. Like, it is, it is inherently political to be like, okay, like we're gonna, we're gonna make a page, and it's gonna be about Asian people, right? And it's gonna be about our, you know, Asian, not just, not just Asian, but you know, Asian women, Asian people who are trans, Asian people who are non-binary, like that. For to be in some respects a minority in this country, especially someone like, especially now, who's in, who's trans. Or you know, not cis hetero like that. That is inherently political to be like, I am here and I am, I exist. You know, fuck you. I want rights. You know, I want yeah. rights. I want to be able you know, to kill you inher- if you try to kill me. You right. Know? <laughs> that is that is inherently political. And so there's no. So just right. There's no way to just separate yeah. that from being from being political because if you're just like, oh yeah, I believe that, but you know, I don't want to get the politics. That, that that is nothing. That is saying. Absolutely nothing. That is Status a meaningless. Quo, right? exactly. That is a meaningless stance. Yeah. And it's and you're right, Andrew. It's just just the status quo, and the yeah. status quo always benefits. Uh, you know, it's from more conservative side. This it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So we went into it with it with the idea of being, of being political. I mean, how could how could we not? How could we not? Yeah, I get that. We struggled so, a lot with that in the beginning because I I remember, a, a lot of this is is you know, comes from a place of ignorance. And that's why I tell people all the time, ignorance is not bad. It just means you haven't been exposed to the necessary information. Um, when, when we first started a better way, uh, we wanted to make it apolitical because we thought that was the good thing to do. Because even though it was an inclusive page, this is why I asked because I, you know, coming from where we, where we were to where we are now, I, I think most people, would would say that we're a left-leaning page um there there was a time where you know we would say something like uh you know gun rights are trans rights and then we'd get a whole bunch of people conservatives mostly 
uh, arguing and we'd say like, you know, why is this a political issue? Like you should be right. Absolutely. For gun rights yeah. for everyone. Exactly. If you're pro gun rights and, and it would time and time again be, it, it's never left leaning people saying, actually, I disagree. It's, it's, you know, very politely and eloquently. Um, it, it's always right wing people coming out from the woodwork to, to say their two cents. Yeah. And yeah. There was actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we and one of the, one of the big hangups, like when I realized, like, hey, we can't do this. Like, we have to, we have to pick a side here. Is um, there was a time where I didn't realize the Rhodesian brushstroke was like a dog whistle. Oh right. man, <laughs> this is like one of the biggest. And I'll own this. I will own this until the day I die because this is like one of the biggest like shit shows that it ever yeah. ever. <laughs> you know, talking about like learning learning the hard way. Um, I didn't realize Rhodesian brushstroke was a dog whistle. And I'm sure for some people it isn't because that's like perfect example. At one point I didn't realize there was a racist backstory to it. And then once I did, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. No more of this. Yeah. Um, I, we made well, a sticker. And I, think, I think you were even like, it's the current camouflage of, uh, you know, Zimbabwe. Yeah. But it's, it's like, that's it not is, the but point it's not why here in America. Use it. Yeah. You know, people the, don't yeah. like it because it's the current camouflage of Zimbabwe. People like it because it, it, it used to be the camouflage right. of Rhodesia. Rhodesia. They, they, yeah. they are literally saying like hashtag Rhodesia. Dylan Roof yeah. shot up a black church with a Rhodesian flag on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. yeah. And granted, there's you know there's there's a lot of there's some people who look at it as like a capitalist versus communist argument, but there but there is a ton like there's way too much racist undertones not to pay attention exactly. to and not to make that the forefront of the argument. Yeah. yeah. But we we came out and we were like, hey, you know what's a good way to uh, be proactive and get people on the right to to see what we're trying to promote here? So we made a sticker, and this was before this was like mid. Uh, awakening, I'd say, like mid, mid uh, epiphany of like, okay, yeah, Rhodesian is racist as fuck. Um, we made a sticker that was in, it was like, it said "Arm yourself," and it was in a whole bunch of camouflage patterns, and Rhodesian brushstroke was one of them. And I was like, oh, this is cool because then you know these people that are like on the fringe will let, will see it, and they'll be like, oh, I like Rhodesian brushstroke, and then come over and see, you know, gun rights or trans rights and things like that, and be like, oh, all right, and. It did not end well at all. <laughs> it was, it was uh, in retrospect, a terrible, terrible decision to make, and uh, it was, it was something that that we quickly addressed, and we're like, it all was right, guys. one of the few times you've been like railed by by leftists on your page. Um, <laughs> it well, you know. you know, and it was one of those things that it was. Sometimes you learn things the hard way, and and that's also okay as long as you learn things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was so yeah. like to your to that experience, like you genuinely did not know. And when you did know, you know, you addressed it. And I also want to point out that too often it's not even just the leftist gun space. It's just leftist space in general. There's a, there there is this need to always want to be right about something so that when I they when they this. catch you slipping on something like that, they want to go be the first one to rail you. And then there's no yeah. like process of reconciliation or allowing someone to have been oh okay well i did not know who i was they just want to like you know attack you forever and just make it about like well like this guy did this thing here he's a fascist he's for the rest clearly of his, a fascist he's clearly yeah, a forever. fascist for the rest of his life and like guys that's not how like this works it's also, it's also not how you build uh network and or communities if you're just gonna no. fucking like explode over like people who genuinely don't know everything people don't like you don't know everything i don't know everything right i don't know every piece I of history out don't there. Know everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, I learned yeah. what the term crypto fascist meant that day. Yeah. <laughs> somebody called me it, and they were like, oh, he's just a crypto fascist. I was like, all right, these are two words that I know what they mean like separately. I don't know but what, what the fuck does this mean together? Yeah. So and, fascist is really into Bitcoin? Oh, my like, God. Is that what this this is? Well, and you know, it just it just goes back to the you know like we're two we're two straight white guys just we, we got good hearts you know we're try, we're trying to do yeah, the right just thing take us for that you know <laughs> and and so yeah I mean you know we don't we don't know everything um, I mean for for uh, you know ostensibly like on the left right for most most like mainstream left movements it's about like sort of mass mass politics right so it's like yeah. you know the classic like okay there's more workers than there are owners whatever right and. And then, and then, you know, what I see a lot is, is like, yeah, what Sergio was talking about, the, the need to always be right and dunk on people. It's like, yeah, this, this person could be, you know, someone who you could be friends with, you know, if, if you're just like, hey, man, like, this is why I, I, I don't like these Rhodesian brushstroke things. And that person might be like, oh, dang, like, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm not going to sell this. Like, this is a bad idea. But instead, if you just want to, like, just shit on people and dunk on people, it's not really... There's nothing like revolutionary about people. just about just shitting on someone, especially when your movement is ostensibly based on mass politics. So you see it sometimes degenerate into like a social scene, uh, or 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 yeah, just just the need to be right. And you see it on Twitter all the time. It's just people just like shitting on other people for not having the right, you know, just sort of like sort yeah. of like you know view on some obscure issue. You know, the take economy rolls on just hot takes. Yeah, but yeah. Is, is this is this a, is political power something that you want to achieve and do something with? Do you have a political project or is this sort of a vanity like, oh, man, it feels good to be right on Twitter.com. Right. Yeah. You know, on the bird app, <laughs> time to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Just knowing that I'm right. Yeah. I have done a service from God because I totally dunked on this guy in the comment section. Yeah. Like, drop that mic, going to bed. Oh, yeah. And like. Yeah, all of us here, I'm that. pretty sure all of us here have experienced some sort of like, you know, attempt on like, you know, slander because someone didn't agree with a certain take of something we did or whatever. Or or even even more hilarious than that is not even like a take. It's like they this weird projection of insecurity or assumption about who you are just based on like what your aesthetic is or what you look. We've had like every imaginable kind of like attempt at it. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like like, what's your problem? Like, you don't, you don't, you know, absolutely nothing about us. You know what I'm saying? And like, if people go fucking nuts about that sort of shit, it's like, again, like, if you just like sat down, it's like, you know, that we could be on both sides. We're on the same side. You know that, right? Like, there's no, I don't understand why you're making about this sort of like hot take war, you know, yeah. about it. It's why. So you can, you can get more views in your story on fucking Instagram. Is that, is that what the purpose of your existence is? Like, what's that old well, saying? Well, Go outside, no touch faith. grass. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes it is about that because, um, you know, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I've never really like considered myself a, like a, like a far leftist. Right. Um, but it seems to me like a lot of people, uh, come to leftism as opposed to liberalism, um, because of, of, of some fundamental injustice that they've experienced in their life. And I, I think that sometimes it's liberating to be able to be right you know, provably right. And to make somebody feel that. Sure. Once, oh, totally. You know? Yeah. I get and that, that can be really intoxicating. Oh, I get that. Uh, totally. Uh, th you know, that's actually a great point. Totally. Like a lot of times you go on, you, you go to an overt leftist, um, space and you change your, you know, your politics that because it's like, Hey, this is a personal thing. It, it makes sense. Now there's theory behind as to why, uh, 
my demographic experiences this kind of level of oppression yeah. or bullshit, right? And you're so fed up with being like around and raised around like liberalism your entire life where they try to mitigate or downplay what you're experiencing. So it is in fact liberating to go and educate people like, hey, no, this is why, right? Et cetera, et cetera. This is what we're going through, et cetera. Like, you know, talking about Korean, Chinese, Japanese, American, you know, like treatment, mistreatment in America, or, and then talking about gun rights, right? I mean, like, I mean, for instance, yeah. I mean, I think you, you, you said earlier, you experienced the, like, explaining gun control being a racist thing, and then some fucking, like, chud being like, but... Oh, wait, I, I was wrong like this entire time, right? Like, yeah, I get <laughs> could that. Could it too. be? Yeah, could it be? But like, it also, yeah, it does get to a point where like that can't just be your personality trait going forward, right? Like, I proved you wrong. Like, I'm better than you because I knew this. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is an ad for our Patreon. So if you don't feel like listening to it, feel free to fast forward about a minute. But if you like what we do and want to support us, then listen in. Don't you wish every commercial came with that little blurb? So if you're new to the neighborhood, Patreon is a website that allows us to funnel our desire to make this podcast into a shameless cash grab. Kidding. But really, it's just a way for you guys to show us that you support us, that you like what we're doing, you like what we're about, you want us to do more, expand, do bigger and better things like take over Tesla and SpaceX and kidnap Elon Musk. Whatever. The details don't matter. But in return for your support, we have multiple tiers available with some sweet perks ranging from stickers to discount codes to shirts and a lot of other things that are exclusive only to our Patreon. Your contributions will help us offset some of the costs of running this podcast, as well as keeping me fully stocked with spiked coffee beverages for those late night recording sessions and fueling Andrew's unhealthy thirst for revenge against Whoopi's shoes. He's building a mech robot in his garage. It's a little weird. I think he's planning to do something strange with it. But anyway, if any of this tickles your fancy, then please go to the link in our Instagram bio or patreon.com slash a better way to a to check it out or don't. But it would be cooler if you did. Anyway, back to the show. Enjoy. Like and, you know, one of the, one of our one of our contributors, you know, she does a lot of work in the in the union organizing space. Right. And she's talked about this before where it's like, OK, yeah, you know, you you reach people where they are. Right. You know, someone makes sort of a comment that's like off color or something like that. Right. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to cancel you from the union organizing yeah. activity, you piece of shit. It's like, you know, there's ways to talk to people. And, there's ways to talk to people and, you know, tell them about your point of view and why such why that kind of comment may be harmful or shitty without just sort of going on some sort of, you know, some sort of tirade. Because um, ultimately what you're trying to build, uh, what, you know, what she's trying to build in the union is essentially, you know, worker power and, and political power, because it is political, political power of their own workspace. And so if you just go around and just, just sort of just, just treat people like shit because they said something without, you know, trying to approach them in good faith, then what are you doing? What, what have you accomplished? Yeah. Well, and you said it like there's, there are no good faith arguments uh, with, with a lot of people. There's, there's, I'm very much of the mindset to assume ignorance and not malice whenever somebody says something that offends you. And there are some people out there who are absolute, absolutely assholes and intend for it to sound douchey you, you know like the the all caps lock libtard you know screaming right. people on facebook instagram youtube whatever you name it um but then there are people you know perfect example we had clara from atw firearms on a, a little while ago oh, she's great she was telling us yeah no she's fantastic um and she was telling us about how when she was at a class somebody came up to her and was asking questions about uh, her transitioning and things like that. And she, the way she said it was, um, 
he was asking in a very rude way. Yes, but asking like asking que- questions. Yes, yes. Um, but was but was asking questions, and and what she said was that you know you this could be their first and only experience with a trans person, and uh, you know you have the ability to make it a positive one or a negative one, and um, I think a lot of so she answered his questions, and she just as she was answering them said you know by the way you know, the, the I understand what you're asking, but the way you're asking this is is rude, and this is how you should ask that yeah. kind of question or something like and that. He or you shouldn't like ask that out. kind of question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was and, like, oh, okay, huh? Yeah. And it turns out one of his family members was transitioning. Oh, was just what? Curious. And yes, yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you don't know what people are going through in their lives. You don't know what kind of situations people are are, are dealing with. And for to to automatically assume that somebody is trying to be an asshole uh, instead of the other way around, and then correcting when they are being an asshole uh, is is how you alienate people. And you know, we want to bring people into this space. We want to show people that not all leftists are like out to eat your babies and and steal your <laughs> children right, and I've you know never heard that like before. What, it's it's dude the crazy the, you know what i mean though like there's just yeah, yeah but there are crazy, no, no, i know exactly what you mean people the boogeyman, are like, like it's people like when they think like, the left are like oh yeah you know someone who's like man stalin's really dope and like you know like, okay yeah. cats in forest like man killing those polish intellectuals that was you know that was the right was thing great. to do good job and there there are those people out there yeah, but like I met him. the vast, vast majority of people are like, man, it would be really cool. Like if we did a union and then we like told our boss to like, just like lick our taints and people were like, yeah, that's yeah. fucking rad. I oh, would yeah. like to do that too. You know, man, I hate work. This sucks. Like what representation. I, right. Awesome. Man, like, yeah, man, like I hate paying rent. This blows. Like the, the vast, vast majority of people are, are sort of like that and may be receptive to your ideas. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like it's it's a spectrum. It's all it's just, literally everything is a spectrum. I love I love telling my religious friends that like because they get all all uh, awkward. Anytime they hear spectrum, the term, though. yeah, you, you start using the term spectrum <laughs> around them. But um, <laughs> I um, it, it, there there are you know like you said there are some leftists who think private property shouldn't exist. There are some leftists who absolutely want you know free housing. But there are also some leftists who just are le- like think that everyone should have equal rights and we, they support the right to own firearms and there's middle ground between that. And there's everyone's entitled to their beliefs, but there's, there's no, uh, you don't know who you're talking to until you get to know them. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, take you can hash out the specifics that. after that if you want to, but we're going to say, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I'm going to take a step further than that. Say, even if you're talking to somebody who believes something fundamentally different from you, so, like, I believe in private property. A lot of leftists don't. That doesn't mean I can't talk to a leftist about gun rights. You know, that doesn't mean that if I, if I talk to a leftist who's maybe, maybe actually a communist, right, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to talk to them when we agree on things, you know? Or that you can't figure out why they or believe why, what they yeah, believe why or why disagree. you believe what you believe. And I, I love doing because that with fun, people. Fundamentally, and this is, this is the, the difference that I have with, with leftists and and people what it, I just say fucking conservatives, but I mean like people on the right, is that I feel like a lot of the times I'm talking to conservatives and like right wing people, I'm not having a good faith uh, conversation. Yeah, I feel yeah. like <laughs> I always get the feeling like they're not telling me what they mean. I always get the feeling like their motivations are not you know they're not wearing their motivations on their sleeve, you know. And there's there's something else there, but I but I very often I feel like when I'm talking to leftists that. 
you know, really, we we want the same thing. We want a better life for for ourselves and everyone around us. We want a more peaceful and equitable world. We just kind of sometimes disagree on how to get there. And I feel like I feel like that's why most of my friends are like leftists and communists, as opposed to you know fucking uh, you know right, right. <laughs> conservative. You know, I just. Uh, but I, so I, why I most of like, your friends are leftists, not Pete Buttigieg. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of liberals and not a lot of conservatives. Well, the difference um, being, if you're going to speak to, you know, a leftist about issues, they're often going to talk to you about a person. It's a personal matter to them. A lot of the times. Right. We're talking about yeah, housing or universal health care or we're talking about, um, you know, rights for the LGBTQ, you know, community, it's, mm-hmm. it's life or death for them. It's not a joke. It's not about sounding smart in yeah. the fucking comment section versus yeah, yeah. people on the right. They're trying to just ambush you with a live stream. Aha, this dumb, this dumb lib with the purple hair in college thinks that, you know, we should, we should have equal rights. Let, let me go prove her wrong. Like, like what were you fucking Steven Crowder or whatever, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, Louder it's a game. Crowder. It's a game to a lot of these people because they don't fucking experience yeah. What you know, they don't live it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. And so, it's, yeah, it's very. There's a lot of like mean spiritedness. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ben Shapiro destroys oh college lives. Slams. <laughs> ben, there's yeah, a really yeah. good way with yeah. facts and logic. Facts, logic, yeah. <laughs> which are totally objective. <laughs> right. Yeah. There, there's uh, a uh, so like when we first started the website, one of the things that it tells you as a tip to um, not end up in somebody's spam folder is don't mix caps lock with lowercase in the subject section of your uh, <laughs> your 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 emails your emails to people. And I found that that is a solid metric to measure whether a YouTube video is going to be a load of steaming horseshit <laughs> or something worth watching. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right about that, bud. <laughs> because if it's usually if it's like somebody is speaking in a monotone voice reading the title, it's like, okay, it's and this isn't, you know, 100%. I haven't proven this yet. But I would say 99.9% if there's a mix of all caps and, and lowercase in a title, it's it's something that is going to make you wish that you uh, slept in for an extra fifteen minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think the best headline should be. I think that my friend made this one up. It's like Ben Shapiro destroys a plate of broccoli, leaving mommy speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever? Sorry, just while we're dunking on um, conservatives that we hate. Um, you guys ever see those memes of uh, uh, God, what is the um. Is it something Kirkman? Oh, Char- Charlie Char- Kirkman Char- from T- uh, yeah, with the uh, small CP USA. Yes, my favorite are when they yeah. smaller than it is. Funny, fun to do. No, my favorite though is when they when it's when it's one that's already circulated and someone's photoshopped it just a little bit smaller. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you can kind of chart I'm, how many I'm, times. On, I'm on Reddit sometimes, and people are like, "How small is his face? Is this Photoshop?" Like, I don't I know if I've ever seen his real face. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what his real you face know, looks like anymore. That's what I'm saying is you never know. And, <laughs> man, I feel bad. And I, I, I do want to preface this. You know, I don't. I really don't want to be body shaming people with small faces. You know, if you've got a small face, I don't have a problem with you. I just we're just making a joke about about Kirkman and the meme. You know, yeah. I think it's really. Kirk- we should call him Charlie Kirkland. Kirkland. I think his name is actually Kirk. Kirk. It's just Charlie Kirk? Yeah. He's not Kirkman? It's okay. I think he's, well, to me, he's just the guy with, from the memes. Turning Point, like, right? Yeah. You know, point, yeah. Yeah. To me, he's just the guy from the Turning Point USA memes. I don't know anything yeah. about yeah. him. He's just Charlie Kirk. 
<laughs> like, except, I, don't know, I, don't, I, I don't really know anything about him as a person except that it's like TPUSA puts out a ton of shit. And to me, he's just the funny guy from like the the counter the counter memes. You know, that's yeah. that's who he is. To uh, you know, like uh, one of the funniest. I got to find this video. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It, it was a college campus. That's how fucking TPUSA spreads their propaganda garbage. Um, they, you know, they have a chapter in each whatever major college campus. And uh, a, I think the the, the y, YDSA uh, chapter president, you know, young college kid, just walks fast walks straight up to the booth <laughs> of a uh, TPUSA. And the two people behind the booth are having a good old time. We're laughing. And then the YDSA, people who don't know, that's Young Democratic Socialist America, comes up to him okay. and like, hey, hey, like, how do you guys explain this? Like, he has a screenshot of their chat on the WhatsApp or something like that of using a bunch of homophobic slurs. And the guy's like, yeah, what do you, like, what do you guys have to say about this? And like the color and the expression just completely disappeared from the kid that was laughing in, earlier in the TPUSA. But he's like... Oh shit! Like he like he lost his, his expression. Went to like I regret being here right now, and he just like yeah. he's like I'm, I'm just gonna go uh, talk to our our manager. He gets up and like runs away. He like, doesn't come back. He just like fast walks <laughs> out of there. I think that was like one of the well, funniest fair, stuff I've seen. I don't think anyone's confusing that like TPUSA isn't exactly a bastion for gay rights. Right. <laughs> like it's right. not. You know, nobody was ever it's like, oh not damn, unexpected I, there. I really thought yeah. that they were like for us. Like yeah, I didn't think no, that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was such still, a disappointment right you still it's like a lot of conservatives who who harbor these um these transphobic and homophobic beliefs um they still try to operate in spaces where that kind of language is just not permitted yes um and so they they try to maintain the illusion yes. that you know while they don't support gay rights uh they're not like you know anti-gay exactly. right i don't exactly. say bad words that's how the entire republican fucking party operates you know? you know even republican party like what was his fucking name? One, one, of the, one of the congressmen, forgetting his name, uh, something King. He was just overtly white supremacist, like overtly just saying. Steve King. Yeah, just yeah, him just saying racial no, slurs. He he literally, I think he literally is on record being like, I don't have a problem with white supremacy. Yeah, he said that, and it's so bad that Mitch McConnell had to go and like censor him. Right, like, stop. stop him. <laughs> like, yeah, so there's levels to the racism. They're like, hey, you can't say that out loud. You can say it in our WhatsApp chat, but call, hey, buddy, we can't say that in public. We can say it. We can say it in our you know in Discord channels, okay? But come on, c careful yeah. what you're saying. When it's just white people, yeah. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when it's just the bros. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I've been there. I was I was in high school. I know how that works. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, and, but, and to but be you fair, grow context. Up, right? Context is everything, but there's really no context where white like being okay with white supremacy is, is right. cash money. Yeah, if, if like, you that's were one John of those things Wayne, right? Where he actually I was that. actually just thinking, <laughs> I was just thinking about. So, John Wayne literally he in an interview with Playboy was like I believe in white supremacy until such time as the blacks are educated enough to take care of themselves right. or something like that. To a like point that. of responsibility. Whoa. To a point of responsibility. I didn't know that was and a real quote in, until I saw an listen, Eric Andre episode where he was making fun so, of that. So on CNN, uh, the anchor was interviewing one of like John Wayne's grandchildren or children or something. The guy that's like in, involved in his, uh, you know, his, um, uh, what do you call him? Like charitable organizations yeah. that are that are in his name that are funded by his, uh, you know, his fortune. Um, the interviewing him being like, Hey, fucking explain this. Um, and the guy was like, well, okay. So he said that, but it's in the context of an eight hour interview 
And also, maybe he didn't know what white supremacy really meant. Um, and also, you know, you know, he was a he was he worked with black people. Okay, <laughs> he was my you know? grandpa. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> uh, it's just such a such a weak defense. It is. Of it. When, when you can literally be like, "Hey, my grandpa was racist, and that sucks." Right. Uh, oopsie, oopsie daisies. Right. Um, yeah, maybe you can take his statue down from the airport, right. or whatever. Which is what, you like, know? Robert E. Lee's, like, great-grandson is, like, a is like a pastor or something like that. And he yeah. he's, like, pro-black rights, and the his entire yeah. community hated him for it or some shit. It was crazy. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like, you know, like, what's that's the like, problem with just the, being like, hey, hey, you know, I, I love my grandpa, but, like, man, yeah, he that's some shit that he believed, and that's that's a bummer for everyone. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that, though, like, that, I mean, just, just talking about, like, how far you can come generationally. That you had the guy who was literally the the face of uh, states' rights fighting for slavery, and a not so distant relative of his is a pastor who is pro black rights. Like that's that's something that is, you know that, that that's why I, I, I context is important for like you know when we're talking about old people because old people were racist as fuck, but. It doesn't mean that they were horrible people at the time necessarily. Oh, I it may be corrected. That, like... I, there is new evidence to say that he may not be related. So, oh, hmm. that's weird. Yeah, they, uh, the Robert E. Lee Foundation I to did a lot I of to uh, had to do some damage control there. Or something <laughs> like, that. like I, I uh... isn't that funny though? They had to do damage control because a guy was pro pro black. No, like... I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's the, <laughs> the case. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believed you. Like, like shit, we got to disassociate ourselves. <laughs> so, with like guy. the. You know, and you completely like. That's I didn't know that part, Andrew. But like, the that quote that John that John Wayne said, I didn't know that was a thing because I don't. I just don't give a shit about John Wayne growing up, right? And then I watched the Eric yeah, yeah. Andre show because he's fucking hilarious, and he's also like low yeah. key, like left leaning. And he uh, on his show, his, I'm not sure you guys know what Eric Andre's show is, where he brings on real celebrities, oh, yeah. but he tortures yes. them. It's a fake talk show where he just like t trolls them for he an hour. Them. And he had yeah. uh he had like some B-list uh, actress on there, and he <laughs> he's like, you know, John Wayne once said that he believes in white supremacy until the you know the, you know the blacks in what are educated to a point of responsi responsibility and then he says why did you retweet that and then she's like i, I didn't retweet that he just like <laughs> holy shit <laughs> he's like yeah purposely trying to like fuck people over and such like yeah he's a he's a master <laughs> troll i love eric andre That's so good yeah. so i never one of the jokes that that i'm usually the butt of because i i don't respond well to being put on the spot at, at work uh, one of the jokes that I never knew was a thing in my other workspaces was when we're all sitting around a table and then our boss walks in, one of the guys will go, hey, Jordan, do your impression that you were just doing of your so-and-so, your boss, that you were just doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, as he walks in and it, you're like, uh, uh, like, <laughs> I wasn't doing an impression. No, 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 it was really good. Do it, do it again. again. Do it again. He'd love to see it. Like, <laughs> well, That's good. Oh, firemen with their shenanigans. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, what, what, what I was saying though before is I, I really don't want to leave on the, uh, of saying that, Hey, racism is okay in context. Um, cause that's not, what, that's not <laughs> yeah. what I meant. No, I don't think I, I, so I had a 90 something. She, she died at like 98 years old. I had a neighbor who I grew up with. Her name was Stella and she was the growing up. She was the sweetest lady 
I had ever met in my life. Like I would, I would snow blow her driveway or shovel her driveway before I had a snow blower and she'd pay me in like cookies and popsicles and stuff like that. Cause I refused to take money from her. Uh, she'd always come over and like bring me kale from her garden, things like that. Just for like, you know, then again, I am a white neighbor. I wasn't a black neighbor. So we never know. Um, we, uh, one one time when we got old when I got old enough for her to start like swearing in front of me, I, I found out she was in the Navy. She was in World War II. All this stuff. Um, we're sitting at her table, and uh, she starts going on about how she goes, "Well, you know, t- my refrigerator was broken today, and this nice colored gentleman came <laughs> over and fixed it for me." And I went, "Whoa, <laughs> Stella, Jeez. you can't, you can't say that." And she, no shit, she goes. What? I didn't call him up and then said the N-word. Oh, God. <laughs> and I went, holy shit. I, like, you know, I had to take a step back because I was like, Uh-oh. okay, this woman genuinely believes that colored is the polite way to say black person. Right. Which, and you know, she doesn't have the says... internet. <laughs> yes. Well, she said that because, like, she's like, well, I'm not a bad person. I didn't call him this. And I'm like, okay, this is a person God. who probably doesn't watch the news, probably doesn't have the, definitely doesn't have the internet, and genuinely is trying to be her version of politically correct. <laughs> God. <laughs> Granted, uh, this is Clint is, Eastwood is, in public, you know? Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I, that I will never forget that. That is like one of the, uh, strongest memories that I have of this woman, um, who was a, uh, like a figurehead of my childhood. Right. Yeah. Th- um, that kind of reminds me of like, okay, well not the same standard here, but like, and Coulter refers to Asians as Oriental still. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think, what was it? Uh, so You can, like, carbon date a racist based on what language they use, right? So <laughs> you can, like, what time period of racism they are. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> John, I think you might be muted. Or for some reason we can't hear you, even though you're not muted. Yeah, we can't We can't hear you, bud. What happened? Did your headphones Are you die? a mime now, John? No, you hear us, obviously. Are you, he can hear us, but he can't. Nope. Dude, something's Uh-oh. up with your microphone. It's just not working, period. It's like he's in a fish tank. He's held up a finger to say one second. Okay. One moment, oh, there's, please. There's words in the chat. Oh, there. Oh, he's saying things. Oh, okay. We can cut all this stuff out. Did some Disney shit is being piped into these headphones. Coraline? <laughs> what? what? the most like, random movie of all time, Coraline. He says, I know what I had to do. <laughs> what? That's mysterious. <laughs> I know what I had to do. A yeah, Cox gun. I, to <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta go, oh, man. I gotta go kill my wife who's watching Coraline. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Don't. no. Um, totally a joke. Funny thing totally about joke. Uh, him and his wife, we were doing dry fire stuff for people. We haven't done it in a while. We used to do like, um, hey, join us. Y- yellow pair of tactical on a donation-based thing well we just do dry fire lessons for people like things you can do at home and such and i uh, i noticed that uh john's room has a he's a big guy and his ceiling is not that high his ceiling fans like right next to him and i was thinking to myself like all right guys new drill uh put your rifle to high port break your ceiling fan with your ar then uh, time <laughs> set apart time to how fast you can run the home depot replace your ceiling fan before your wife finds out <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome i think we um, lost him for now he's refreshing right now. yeah i think he has to refresh it yeah um 
But well, I can I can ask you because we're sure. Uh, we're just we have we have a like one or two more questions. Sure. We just this is this is kind of how most of our podcasts go. We have some questions written down, but very rarely do we ever get to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so you you were saying before that um, either you or John said that you know being inclusive is inherently political. With your page in particular, you have uh, a nice mix, I'd say, um, between uh, like political advocacy and tips for how to become a better shooter. Do you do you think that there is in any kind of gun activism or or uh, skill building? Do you think there is a political aspect to that? Do you think there should be a political aspect to it? Um, you know, like, so we, we obviously go to NRA classes uh, because that's, those are the only classes right, for the right. most part yeah. for, for people to go to. And there's an obvious political wing to the NRA, the, the ILA. Um, th- there, do you think that that is just something that we should be okay with? Like there is, obviously we're trying to change things, but there, there are going to be people who, want to get into guns who are right-wing, left-wing, and don't want politics as part of it. Do you think including part of your experience from... Oh, we got John back. Real, real quick, what what happened with my wife? What happened? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Don't worry happened. about it. <laughs> Is your wife okay? <laughs> yeah, wait. We what need to see the, her. Nothing, man. What happened with the dry fire we're making a, I was making a joke like... <laughs> One time, uh, we, we were doing the the uh, uh, the you know virtual dry fire sessions for people, right? Just like, hey, things you can do at home. And I remember I told you a joke like, all right, guys, new drill: put your rifle to high port, break your ceiling fan by accident, and then set a part time to how fast you can go to Home Depot replace before your wife finds out. Because <laughs> like I noticed your ceiling fan is like right next to your head. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> I got a higher. I got a higher. We just put in a higher ceiling oh, fan, so okay, you know we're good to go. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm That's back. Awesome. For some reason, like the for some reason, like someone was playing Coraline. Coraline. I don't know, but it was I couldn't get it to stop playing Coraline unless I shut down my headphones. And then when I shut down my headphones, it wouldn't let me talk anymore. Anyways, I'm back. So all right, yeah, cool. all right. Um, sorry. So answer to answer your question, uh, Jordan. So, so I actually have a pretty good example of this too. I I do believe that's you know it is very political. And uh, what you're saying there, like the fact that overwhelmingly if you want to be legally armed in america you have to go through all the fucking shitty conservative fud ass channels like the nra who uh, uh, you know for the longest time like has like essentially a monopoly to the right to own a gun like it's, depending on what state yeah. you're in you have to go through nra search it's such bullshit if you want to be an instructor you got to go through their shitty curriculum and you got to peddle their curriculum in the fucking class to people right and uh i know from people who got their instructor certs i got you know my my, my buddy uh armed margins mitch uh, told me all about it when, uh, when it comes oh, to nice. the North Carolina part. You have to do it through an NRA. And um, what that ends up meaning is people don't think about this for a second. It's like, well, you know, I'm just there to get my license. I don't care you know, how I do it. But think about this for a second. You're you're sitting there in the class to get your license. And, and this is not even just you getting your license. This, this can be the training. You want to get better at shooting. So you go to a professional who teaches handgun or rifle. And you got to endure essentially like an entire weekend's worth of their shitty political beliefs being pressed on, upon you as if it's fact. I've experienced it. Many people I know have experienced it, right? So like, you know, Mitch told me about like sitting in the class and people are casually, the instructor's casually throwing around like transphobic jokes or homophobic jokes, you know, that is not acceptable. That in the chat should be on no level acceptable. That should not be any more Absolutely. acceptable than saying racist jokes or whatever. Right. And, um, 
when it's when you're making it where the uh, fud ass conservatives like the NRA aren't in charge of it, of course it's not going to change. It's their fucking shitty outlook on life being pressed upon you, right? They don't they don't like everyone says that they're pro two A for all, but they're not. They're pro two A for people that look like look and think like them. And so every aspect of gun ownership should needs to fundamentally change. It's not just about like. Um, you know, oh, I already got my license and I'm going to do what I want afterwards. Your entire culture around owning the gun, the legal system, the manner in which you got you get your gun, your future training prospects yeah. are going to be you just surrounded by a bunch of idiots with like horrible political beliefs and putting their shitty bigotry upon you all constantly. And if that becomes the standard, which it is, it is the standard, that means that you only encourage more bigots to be, oh, this is okay. This is acceptable behavior, yeah. right? And then people who want to have a more inclusive space have to like you know search high and low just to look for anywhere that has it you know that's where people like you know uh atw or uh uh you know armed margins and such really have their place because hey we're they're telling people this is that kind of behavior isn't acceptable because we come from this background in which we've been victimized and we don't want that to happen to you come to us that's why it's more important than ever to change the political sphere when it comes to training so yeah that's and do you do you guys feel like you strike a good balance though of like of the you know training and your political advocacy? Yeah. In in the sense that, you know, you, you use that political advocacy not just to not just to advance, you know, your your politics but also to signal to people like, you know, you know, we we are your people and you can come to us and be safe. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I would like to think that, you know, and I'm sure John would agree that that's what we do. We we do have, we try to strike, strike a good balance between messaging um you know, highlighting struggles and such, as well as the practical aspect of here, how to get better at shooting here and there, right? I, I think that is more important than ever. And that's what social media today should be used because social media is a powerful tool uh, and uh, in terms of promoting pretty much anything, right? And so if you're going to be that page that is a pro-leftist, you know, progressive uh, firearms training and or just, you know, advocacy thing, you got, you got you to gotta need to speak both languages, right? It can't just be, I'm posting repeated memes about like quotes from other, yeah. you know, revolutionary leaders. That's cool and all, but what is that functionally doing? And it also just can't be, hey guys, check out like my my bill drills and my failure to stop drills over and over again. Because then what's the context of that? Like why are we doing this? Right. right. So it, it all of yeah. it needs to come together. There's the theory, there's the um promoting of struggles and what we should be doing, things how we how do we help our community and is also how do you individually get better? So yeah. I think you you, well, first of all, I think you guys do an excellent job of doing that. So thank you guys for being. Oh, thank a, you very much. One of the one of the main uh, like main influences in this in this space. Um, we've learned a ton from you guys, and uh, just really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Um, I think you said though, you know, they're they're in the context of bill drills and failure to stop drills. There are, it's people get a gun because they say they want to protect themselves. Most people, you know, whether it's target shooting also, that's, that's a reason collecting. But for the most part, I think most of us say that we have a firearm to protect ourselves, protect our families. And I think one aspect of that, that people are unfamiliar with in large, um, but not as much in the, in the left leaning gun community is that there are people out there. Everyone has this fantasy that we're going to, defend our country against, you know, the incoming Russian invasion right. or something like Red Dawn or something. Right. Yeah. But I think the more real possibility is 
like what just happened in Buffalo, you know, you, you have why failure to stop drills. We practiced that stuff in the military because everyone wore body armor. You had this guy who, and by the way, like I, I think everyone should be able to purchase body armor Yeah, just because this one asshole had body armor. doesn't mean that people shouldn't be allowed to purchase body armor anymore. Um, but doing things like failure to stop drills, doing things like, uh, even, you know, build drills or, or any kind of, uh, purpose based shooting drill. Um, it is, it is important to realize why you do those things. And I think, like you said, you know, there's inherent politics in this and in, in a space where there is inherent politics, you know, there are people who hate you for being who you are and whether that is, whether that is your gender identity, whether that is your race, um, religion, lack thereof. And, I think you guys do a great job of reminding people that there there's a real reason to practice these things because there yeah, are people out it's there. It's not going to be somebody yeah. coming from, you know, a foreign country to like overthrow right. your government right. before it's like some white supremacist right. or him and his buddies. Um, which this country has a long history of uh, of, of white supremacist violence. Um, exactly, yeah. That, that would really surprise people. Right, right. I, it's uh, exactly yeah. your point. being like, hey, we're highlighting the history of racism that's been inflicted upon people of color, whether they be uh, African-American, whether they be native, you know, indigenous people here, whether they be Asians, whether they be um, our other marginalized groups like the, the trans community. It's highlight. We're highlighting these things because these are still happening today. And also, yeah. we're also encouraging defensive skill sets because of this, because the real threats can be people uh, near you, next to you, uh, maybe during a road trip in the store shopping at a Costco, right? Uh, because someone decided to stab an, an, uh, an Asian family because of COVID, right? Uh, yeah. what, what, or what's going on in New York every other fucking week, apparently, right? So, yeah. like, that, that is our context, and that's the importance of that. And, the, no, like, the vast majority of these, like, chud, you know, like, Gucci gun gear pages don't do that. They're either only about, you know, gear porn, like, here's my latest fucking Dale Defense Rifle, or they're doing training stuff, but, like, their context is just like, well, I'm, there's a mugger, there's, there's a mugger entering my home, which I'm not saying isn't a real fucking situation. It most definitely is, right? But their whole perspective is based upon this idea that, like, the unknown boogeyman homeless guy is going to come after me. Our context is these are real people who have devoted their lives to exterminating us because of who we are. So that's yeah. a completely different case. It's more real to us because it can happen and it has happened to us, right? And me, you know, the homeless guy that I see, you know, near my job, I don't know, we're pretty chill. I like that guy, right? Yeah. The, right. the chance of the chance of the homeless people around where I work coming coming after me, functionally zero because I don't know. I treat them like human beings and like I talk to them every day. Right? Well, even Whereas even if the, you didn't, you know the, right. the vast majority of of homeless people are homeless because they're mentally ill, or incidentally they are mentally ill, and the right. vast majority of mentally ill people are not dangerous compared to the right. regular population. I said regular; that might be insensitive. Compared to the population of people that are not mentally ill, mentally ill people very rarely commit crime, very rarely uh, commit acts of violence. Right. Uh, the right. chance the right. chance of me being uh, being the subject of Violence by someone who's unhoused, functionally zero, right? Yeah. The chance that me or some of my friends who are non-white from other marginalized groups becoming subjects of violence, uh, pretty high. Uh, yeah, uh, much higher. You know, unfortunately, much higher 
I don't know if I want to say pretty high, but much, much higher. And you read the statistics, yeah. you see that violence against trans people is up. Violence against Asian people is up. Ideological like said, you said, yes, yeah. right. various types of ideological right. violence is up. Like those, if you're going to be the subject of violence, you know, in, in America, and again, not all violence calls for use, use of a firearm, but you know that that is your main. That's really your risk profile. It's 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 not going to be, it's not going to be the the sort of weird like break in scenario of your house that does happen. But for people like us, that's really not the risk profile that I'm really thinking about. Right, exactly. And a lot of the times, the these these fantasy scenarios that a lot of these right wingers are coming up with, it's like uh. You know, it comes from a place of of like, I'm the action hero in the story, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at their fucking memes. They're like, they're like, oh, I'm so clever because um, the next guy who comes into my uh, my house, I'm gonna tell uh, Alexa to play the Doom music, and I'm gonna pull out dual wield my ARs. I mean, like, like everything about that is just con- centered on how yeah. much money I spend on guns and how cool. And <laughs> I can't wait to blast someone away. Ours, our perspective is because. Uh, someone's trying to kill me. I didn't expect this to happen. I'm in the middle of the street, and I don't. This is a horrible thing that's going to happen. But I, I'm going to. I have to do what I need to defend myself, right? And so it's the difference between unknown boogeyman and or just a homeless guy or whatever versus a a person that got his political education because he was bored during lockdown on Reddit and on on QAnon forums. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you say that about the doom music because I have a routine on my Alexa for when I say intruder to turn our lights to red and play red and tear from doom. <laughs> I'm not, it, it's a As great a soundtrack. Joke, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's not, a great it's soundtrack. Not, but you're not, but it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's, right. it's something to mess with my wife at, at nine o'clock at night while I'm at work. And, <laughs> and um, no, I, 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 you, yeah, you all good points, and uh, I, I think that's, and that's not to minimize, you know, people's uh, necessity to carry or to, to own a gun for other legitimate reasons like you know sexual assault or or domestic issues or anything like that. But I I definitely think that there isn't enough conversation about like Andrew said the ideological violence that is yeah um, increasingly more likely as as times change. Um, or, I mean, really, as there's always been risk for ideological violence, I think it's just more mainstream now, and we're talking about it yeah. more. And, you know, we, we, we didn't talk about the violence that uh, that was committed in, in the name of, of racist beliefs, you know, 30 years ago, the way that we do now. Um, so I think you guys do a great job of that. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to thank you guys for uh, for all that stuff. No, and yeah, you know, really. thank you, thank you for allowing this opportunity to uh, speak with y'all. And 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 real, you know, real talk, uh, we're always looking for cool guests to put get on our podcast. So you, you let us know, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're around. Love to. We're, yeah, you know where to find us. <laughs> Honestly, y'all should probably come. You should all should probably come on on, on our on podcast sometime and talk about you know, like running running. Like honestly, like running a business. I honestly think that there are people like on the left. We're like, man, I really want to like support people who make like cool That's shit. That's a good idea. You know, who want to make cool shit, but who aren't like, you know, fucking douchebags or just like, <laughs> okay, cool. I got this really cool sling, but the guy also sells like mainly, you know, like weird, you know, like fucking makes and Bobway Rhodesia again patches yeah. and Confederate <laughs> yeah. insignia. Like, you know, so there, there is, there's a demand for that, like in left spaces. Like I, I see comments on Reddit all the time being like, 
I would like to shop at a gun store that is inclusive. And then the comments are like, oh, yeah, there is any. So sorry, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so yeah, honestly, that. It, that would be a really good conversation to have, frankly. Yeah, I mean, maybe. we don't know. We don't know shit about it. I'm not. I, I don't do business. Like, I, so to be fair, I barely learn, do learn business. me. <laughs> learn me. I'm yeah. still going. I'm learning day by day. It, it's not a. Uh, it is not a honed skill by any means. For sure. But yeah, that would be that would be fantastic, man. We would love to. Uh, we would love to be part of that. I love that, man. S- sweet. Well, I love you guys. Yeah, I love, I love you love all. You too. <laughs> guys, you guys are super I love bad. I love both y'all. It's been I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, today. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was good. I I kept yeah. looking at the time. I was like, oh, they said they like to keep it to an hour, and then I was like, we're at an hour and forty minutes now. So I hope they have. Nothing oh, jeez, right I didn't even realize that. Yeah, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, we exactly, hang, man. Exactly. We, we fucking. <laughs> Do you guys have a um before we before we release you? Um, do you guys have a piece of life advice either collectively or individually? You can each share one if you'd like. Um, uh, just like a sweet little tip. It doesn't have to be gun op related or anything. Hmm. It could be, but just to make people's lives better. I, I, okay. Um, I can, from personal experience, uh, to, and not to sound like Gandhi too much, but you know, if you want to be the one that's teaching people like how to get better at something or, uh, how to get better at certain skill sets, or you want to be the person that helps protect others or whatever, you yourself need to invest in that skill set well before you ever start doing any level of teaching and or imparting skills. Because the only thing worse than someone not being educated is being educated incorrectly. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Solid advice for sure. Uh, my my advice is more of a life, life advice. Um, one of the things that I've seen a lot in – you know, my age cohort, uh, which is, it, 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 I'll just describe my, my cohort. It's like, you know, is, is people who've gone to college or grad school and who are, who are trying to hustle and like try to make it or in doing whatever. And I'm not saying that that isn't something that's necessary in this society that we live in where rents are going up, blah, 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 all this shit. But overall, like overall, like the people, like, if you are one of the people who is like, man, I love my job. I love going to work, you know, that kind of thing. Question, question why that is and question whether there's something that you wouldn't rather be doing with your time, whether that's getting better at guns or reading a book or like doing painting or like feeding the homeless or literally, or, or something like that. Like we all got to hustle. We all have to like, you know, I need, I need, I need money to acquire goods and services, although that is true, but don't let that don't delude yourself into thinking that there's other things that you would, that you wouldn't rather be doing than work and flip yourself from that mindset. I see a lot of people in my age group who've deluded themselves into being like, man, I really love my job, like doing insurance underwriting. I'm like, do you really though? Do you really? There's gotta be something that you like more than doing fucking insurance underwriting. So don't give me this shit, you know, flip, flip, flip this, flip this mindset um, you know, a job is something you do only to acquire money. I tell people this and they're like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I only do this for the money. If I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't need money, I would literally just be sitting around watching like fucking Netflix all day and shooting fucking facts, right? man. And, and yeah. people, people act like this is some sort of like revelation and maybe in the, in the United States it is. And so, you know, like employers don't have any loyalty to you. Why should you have loyalty to them? Like literally just make the money you can like, and think about what you would rather be doing with your time and do that to you know the fullest extent possible that you can 
in your life because like, you know, doing something that's fun for you or doing something to make someone else's life better is a lot better for, for you and other people than deluding yourself into thinking that selling commercial, you know, real estate re products is like your life's calling. Cause let me tell you what it fucking ain't no gods, no masters. Yeah. I believe that. I like it. I like it I believe a lot. that very deeply. Awesome. That was, uh, that, that makes me think about a whole lot of things that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that we, we won't get into here, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go do some soul searching now, but, um, no, that's, uh, that's awesome guys. Um, we, again, we really appreciate you guys for coming on and, uh, can't thank you enough for, thank you for, for having us on. It was a great and time. And you guys yeah, man. we want to have you guys on too. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, Hey, so you want to do the plugs? Before we, for, before yes. we yes. forget oh, this, sure, yeah. we have so, to get back on and do the plugs. Yeah. Legs. So real quick, yeah, uh, you can find us on mainly on Instagram. We're yellow, so yellow underscore peril. That's P-E-R-I-L underscore tactical on Instagram. We are also on uh, Twitter. What's our Twitter handle, John Chinaman? Uh, our Twitter handle is at YPT actual. Um, we do respond to Twitter, although it's a little bit slower. Our main platform is definitely Instagram. Right. And then we also, of course, we have our own podcast. It's called the Tiger Block Plot, uh, Podcast. That's Block, B-L-O-C. And that's got also on Spotify mainly and on Anchor FM. And you'll find us also on Apple Podcasts as well. And our Patreon. We're also on Patreon, yellow underscore peril underscore tactical on Patreon. So, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, and it's worth mentioning that our patron we don't we don't like try to make money because not I mean this is not like it's what, for we costs, wanna, what we want to do yeah. yeah but we do need to cover costs of like podcasting because it does cost yeah. money to like have a podcast oh yeah and yeah, you you got to buy ammo too you know you want to teach uh, people to shoot it's unfortunately I, I, if we actually gear. made money it, it, unfortunately no we have or fortunately or unfortunately we have not embezzled any of the any of the podcast oh, money to purchase uh ammunition we we just don't we don't make money oh okay all right Best case well, that's scenario. cool I that's good guys, for... no I, was, I hope you guys make enough someday to be able to pay for your ammo at least we've got we don't we don't even want to do that we've got um we've got a couple projects that we're thinking about if we have any if we actually made money to cover this year's podcast i don't know uh, we have some couple projects that we're we will say there about. may or may not be able to invest in future merch opportunities which will then also go into further chair uh, you know mutual aided things as well in organization so basically whatever proceeds are made is just covering costs or investing in future projects that also are going to be for the you know greater community and such but yeah well, you know we'll see that's awesome unfortunately this this Unfortunately, posting on Instagram does not pay any bills. We are demonetized. Really? We were demonetized a while ago. Yeah, yeah. We, can't, we can't even make money from Instagram if we wanted to. Same. Yeah. Yeah, we learned. All right. About that. Oh, hey, thanks for having us on. Thank yeah, you guys for coming. So just gotta go. Get out of here. <laughs> guys, have a great Peace. day. Thanks, man. Later. Later.